Right, well, there's uh, lots of different ways that you can spruce up what your indoors may look like, but uh, perhaps one of the coolest ways to instantaneously make your indoors better is to uh, get involved with some indoor plants and uh, reshape what it looks like on the inside as opposed to just always on the outside. We're talking uh, indoor plants with our friends from a Lifestyle Home Garden, uh, plant manager Damon's in the building, uh, project manager Tyson's here, uh, the domestic goddess of cliffcentral.com, Jane Malachi is also here. Uh, and, uh, Jane, uh, just before we, we touch base with the uh, Damon and, uh, Tyson, just quickly, can you give me a description of like what Cliff Central is starting to look like with all these plants that are coming in indoors, outdoors, everywhere? Uh, the outdoor or indoors, actually. Everywhere. Just Everywhere. what's it doing for the environment? Today it was so special day because we saw all the flowers that they came. Yes. They look amazing. Even though it's like a lot of flowers, like, are I don't know where to start. Like I was asking myself where they're going to put all those flowers. Yeah. Yeah. But I can see that they know where they have to put them. But what I'm worried, hmm, the water. Yes. You have to know which flower you have to put the water for like twice a month, Hmm. one a day, one a week. You see those things, all of those flowers, they have like type of putting flowers, waters. But this is why we've got uh, Damon and Tyson here, because they're guiding us through this uh, entire process. So, Damon and Tyson, let's kick it off with this um, and just speak a little bit about the different plants that Lifestyle Home Garden have put together for the studios. Like, how did you go about choosing the plants? What do we have? What's the situation? Okay. Um, what we've done is we've basically used a multitude of indoor plants, different textures, different colors, uh, different heights. Um, you know, you get quite a nice variety of uh, leaf shapes and things like that, which all play to give you sort of a, a huge complement. They sort of tend to complement each other quite, uh, quite fantastically. Mm. Um, they tend to brighten up the space. We've got like, for example, the Song of India. That's got a, um, a yellow leaf. So because, uh, Cliff Central's black and yellow, uh, um, we've, we've, we've tended to go for a lot of those sort of colors. Hmm. Uh, we've got some desk plants. Uh, you know, it's really, uh, just to green up the communal spaces and hmm. the offices and things like that where you're surrounded by plant life throughout the day. Tyson, when it comes to choosing indoor plants, um, you know, you're looking at things like lighting, space, dynamics, maintenance. Uh, how do you just begin though? Do you have to think extensively about it or should you just start as a trial and error thing? Yeah, it's a very good question. You got to find out your space that you need to, um, you need to focus on. So, Working with the structure, that's very important to find out what will be the end result in the plant. Is it going to get very high? Is it going to get very wide? So you don't want to buy something that's not going to fit the space. Mm. I think what's also important is the lighting levels. If you're yeah. not going to match the right plant with the right lighting levels, you're going to have casualties. Mm. Um, so working each, each plant has got different needs, different watering requirements, different lighting conditions. Um, so it is trial and error in a way. So if you're starting out... Look at your space, look at your light, and I think you could work quite well off of that. Um, yeah, that will give you a nice array. And then you have to actually start potting these indoor plants. Um, and this is a whole – remember when we learned about the stones mm. and the draining? But and the, what I'm worried about now are this winter time. Yeah, yeah, cause because it changes it. they yeah. die so easily. So well, what? do they? Does that happen with indoor plants in winter? Well, no, not quite. 
Yeah, Not indoor, quite. <laughs> indoor, indoor, you're a lot more protected. You, you know, you've got a much more protective environment. Mm. In other words, like it's outdoors. less water now. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, I would stick to uh, your foolproof. Take a stick, mm-hmm. stick it in, or take your finger, stick it in, in the smaller parts. If it's wet, prolong. Mm. If it's dry, water. It's a, it's it's a foolproof way of uh, sort of accommodating any any specific water requirements that any of your plants will will need. It's very difficult to keep track of um, this one then that one uh, two weeks down the line, etc. Mm. etc. Et so your best foolproof way is to just check the soil. If it's wet. Prolong if it's dry water. So what about if they change the color? Like in other words, is too much water or what? Um, yeah, too much water, yellowing leaves mm-hmm. generally. Um, uh, not enough water, browning leaves. Oh. So it's a good, uh, it's, it's a very good starting point as to diagnose a, a, a problematic plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll oh. give you an indication mm. um, slowly. They will start de- degenerating, and then Did you'll you you'll have yeah. to see. Yellow leaf is what? Is too much water <laughs> <laughs> and browning yeah. too little. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's but like Tyson says, they will start to deteriorate. So you can pick it up very quickly if you if you're constantly uh, surrounded by your plants, you see them regularly. Oh. So you'll see w- f- the difference between what they came in or what you got when you originally planted. To as they degrade, you'll lose a few leaves. They, they're very they're the kind of thing that tells you. Mm-hmm. What what they're going through? You just got to be in sync. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I the finger test is good for me. I and I don't want to get but to the, the point one where I'm looking at the leaf color the f- and that. The finger test is good. The, the one that they brought now, you can't put the finger because it's look like a, what do you call the thing? What do you call those? Um, well, you've got bark chip on the surface. That's yeah. just to keep the moisture in. But if you just shift it aside a bit, you can get to the soil. We don't put a, a, a we don't plant it in a bark chip, and we don't put a very thick layer on. It's mm. just a um, an aesthetic uh, value to it, really. Yeah. Um, so you just shift that apart, check the soil. Oh, okay. You can very quickly okay. tell okay. you. Yeah. The thing that I'm still not entirely certain I'd be able to do without assistance is is potting the indoor plants um, and getting the drainage right. Because I mean, indoors, then you think, well, what are the tiles or the carpets going to look like afterwards? So, how do we yeah. scope that? Well, the thing is, for uh, when you're planting up, you got to have a reservoir. Mm. So you do, it's, they, they call it wet feet. You don't want the plant's roots mm. sitting in this this uh, this uh, this moisture. Mm. So what you do, you get your reservoir. You can use crushed stone. We've we've got a new product at Lifestyle where we are breaking down terracotta pots to form mm. something called clinker, which is a very yes, yeah. natural way of doing things and quite cheaper. And um, when you're planting up, you have to use potting soil. Um, you can't use a compost. You can't use a, any any different type of, of soil compound. Potting soil is the best for drainage. Mm. Um, so just bear that in mind. And then also aeration. You know, water can suffocate a plant very quickly. Mm. So you, you've got to be very careful. A plant does need more air than it does need water. Mm. Mm. And if you do overwater, you might have later on disease that can step in, like millibug, scale. Mm. And, Old um, and things funguses, like that. yeah. yeah. Hmm. But it's not, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's once again something that you're going to see quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, just constantly uh, look at your plants, see mm-hmm. how they're doing. Um, okay, it sounds a bit crazy, but talk to them, <laughs> give them some love and attention. Yeah. And the, I promise you now, the problem they will I can't show sing, you. I can't sing because they say sometimes when you water in the flowers, you have to sing. 
Why not? <laughs> Why can't you? Try it out. Yeah, See what happens. I mean, the plants look great. Don't get me wrong, but maybe if you sang, the pink would pop a little bit more. Yeah, into those flowers. The plant isn't as judgmental. As yeah. Oh, okay. I have to try that. By the way, I will I try. Think we need to start singing to the plants around here. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, I want to speak quickly about upkeep as well, in terms of like when you have to trim stuff uh, and when you have to get rid of the dead leaves and and all of that, mm. and the best sort of tools or way to go about doing all of that, the upkeep. Well, I think each each is different. Um, you know, each plant's gonna uh, has a different stem, has a different uh, sort of uh, leaf format, so to speak. So, depending on, on what, you, what which plant you're talking about or which variety you're talking about, is depending on the tools you're gonna need. Um, the smaller stuff you can use, like for example, a little scissors or a, a very sharp small pruners, just to give a, a light haircut to. Mm. Um, with uh, things like dracaenas, um, your older leaves you would. Just just uh, sort of give a grab it and give a tug to, mm. uh, starting from the bottom up. Um, so each is slightly different. Um, obviously, a thicker stem. Uh, you're going to need like a bit of a saw or a, a big loppers or a pruners, that sort of thing. Whereas your finer foliage st- stuff, uh, you're really going to use more of your smaller tools, your scissors, mm. um, your little um, uh, smaller pruners and things like that. Yeah. Hmm. You can choose pretty much what when you select your plant, what sort of maintenance you're getting yourself into. Mm. You can go mm. for maybe a ficus benjamina, which has a lot of little leaves that make quite a large, a, a large mess. Um, mm. Or you can go with something with a broader leaf that um, will be quite easily to maintain and to keep trim. Mm. We do have very bushy um, trees and we've got sculptural trees. Um, So it all depends on your makeup. Mm. So what is Benjelina? Benjamin Benjamina is a type of ficus. Um, it's not for Brad and Angelina. <laughs> <laughs> it's very common. Um, in, in the ficus family, you get about four to five different types. Oh. And um, the ficus lorata is actually one that's very, very in at the moment that you'll see in a lot of home magazines and decor magazines. And we do have one or two for you today. Yeah, so. the ficus yeah. Benjamina is basically, yeah, one of the more well common known um, ficuses for indoors. Very cool. Uh, speaking of like the plants you choose and some have more leaves than others and that, I mean, you gotta go with some sort of style, uh, whether it is that you want to feel like you're in the Amazon jungle, mm. whether it's that you want to feel like you're in a really well kept garden somewhere in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that really comes from the, the person, I guess. But what's trending now in terms of indoor plants? Well, Discover Your Wild is a, a sort of, um, uh, thing that we've adopted in at lifestyle where it's it's a messy jungle look mm. um it's kind of like your bungalow area where you have plants overlapping each other and different textures and different foliage kind of making it work uh, all in unison so it's like a um a constructive mess in a way that's mm. very very in at the moment yeah also um uh, Sort of pots that you would collect along your destination. So as you travel, you'd pick up a pot here and you pick up a pot there. So not a lot of matching stuff. Look, mm-hmm. everything, like you say, is, is style based. Um, <clears throat> but one of the big trends at the moment is to have a, a whole collection of different pots. Um, as you'll see with the pots uh, that we brought for the, for the plants, for the indoor plants, um, there's not a lot that sort of tie uh, have the same look or feel. We've gone for a lot of uh, blues. Uh, we've got a, a, a blue almost in every set, which sort of gives you that continuity throughout. But everything's random. Everything's something you could have picked up uh, – 
you know, down the road and then in Durban when you were there and in Cape Town when you were there and so on and so on. So it's it's the kind of uh, look and feel where you've collected pots over 15 years. Yeah, yeah. You've got a huge collaboration of them all put together with different plants, different mm. textures like Tyson says, and they all sort of work together. But it's always good to have one one color that, ties it all together that gives you that continuity throughout the randomness exactly mm. and also working with your high medium and lows mm. i think that's very nice just to give a, a kind of look from each dimension mm. that's something to keep in mind so the pots that you brought today because i want to know like i, I need to understand because sometimes if it's indoor plants mm. because there's those nice pots mm. do you need to put a place under the Need or what? Because well, when you put the water in, that's a very good question. What what we did was we we sealed the the drainage holes for you, so mm. you won't have any leakage out. Oh. But with that, there's it's kind of like a catch twenty two. You've got to monitor your watering water, ever, yeah. ever so closely. Yeah. Mm. If you do have a drip tray, it's easy for the water to come through the soil out onto the drip tray and possibly overflow. So you never have that 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 saturated water sitting. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, depending on, on, um, where you place it. If it's outside, you could get some pot feet with, uh, with a small drip tray. If it's mm. inside, I, I would recommend also going with a drip tray or sealing the, the drainage holes. With a drip tray, just remember, you can't put water and water and water and water yeah, until yeah. you see mm. it until in the drip see, tray yeah. because that volume of water in the pot, especially your bigger pots, mm. ha- uh, has, has to have time to sort of filter through down to your drip tray section. Mm-hmm. So give it a bit of water. Uh, leave it for five minutes, let it, uh, um, sink in, sink into, mm. to the different layers and, um, just monitor your drip tray. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you don't want to water it till it pours out the bottom. And then when it continues to sink and, 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 and drain, then suddenly your, 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 your drip tray overflows. Mm, so yeah. that's something to just take into consideration. Also, too. your amount of nutrients inside the pot and inside the soil will get less and less the more you water because mm. the more nutrients is coming out with the water yeah. so yeah too much water can also drain the nutrients and the the big tree the yellow one yes. mm. that leaves entire tree yeah. How often I have to put water into that tree? Well, that tree is um, a very maintenance-free specimen. It, mm. uh, it doesn't take a lot of care at all, especially with regards to watering. Um, it's a cane stem family. It's a Dracaena song of India. So it stores its water in the stem, hmm. uh, kind of like a camel in its hump. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's really drought resistant in a way. Mm. Um, so I would recommend once a month. You would give once it about a, a, liter, a liter and a half if that. Yeah. Ari, we have to take some notes here. You have to write everything down. Yes, you do. <laughs> you do. Ari, you're so rude. You know that. Listen, I uh, I love the idea though that we are bringing the uh, party from outdoors indoors. Um, and certainly, like I think you know, people think maybe of plants and they think it's always an outdoor thing, mm. and indoors can just really enhance it because it does great stuff for the air, the environment, mm. productivity, all of that. Just some uh, closing thoughts on on indoor plants and people playing around. With um, maybe some more pot plants in the living room. Look, you get um, uh, the plants do a, lo- a number of things. They um, sort of uh, take a lot of ne- they absorb a lot of negative energy. So and then they replace that with positive energy. Uh, it creates a, a very um, sort of comfortable environment. 
um, whether it be indoors, whether it be home office, whether it be corporate office, uh, any of those sort of things. So I think it's vitally important, um, you know, instead of almost having a sterile environment, you've got that life in mm-hmm. those environments mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you get there's, – there's a good couple of plants that purify the air. San Severia is one of them. Mm-hmm. It's one of your top ten uh, air purifiers uh, – Known, known, known to us humans. Hmm. Um, same with um, the Monstera Deliciosa, also one of your top ten air purifiers. So it takes all that rubbish out of the air and replaces it with goodness. Hmm. Um, yeah, you increase your oxygen levels during the day. Sure. Um, yeah. You 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 decrease your carbon dioxide, etc. So yeah. What you can also do with plants inside is you uh, formulate a, a sort of screen. You can use them hmm. for uh, partitioning. Um, what you can also do is um, utilize them in bathroom areas, even to knock out the echo. If you have a very large specimen, you'll find mm. one or two in a big area will knock out your echo. So it does fill that empty space um, quite Epic. easily. Yeah. Well, listen, super interesting to uh, be chatting indoor plants. And, uh, of course, you can have a look at what this all looks like on social media on the Cliff Central accounts. Yeah. Um, that there is uh, the domestic goddess of cliffcentral.com who's got to look after all of us. Um, plus, of course, from Lifestyle Home Garden, uh, Damon, who's the plant manager over there, and uh, Tyson, who's a project manager over at Lifestyle Home Garden. Guys, thanks so much for uh, hanging out. Uh, we got to keep the conversation going in the next couple of weeks. We're going to zoom in on how this Cliff Central Garden is, is really doing and have certain people been putting in the effort they need to to <laughs> reap the benefits because they want to eat the strawberries, but have they done enough? I don't think you can eat strawberry oh. when you know that you can't water in the strawberry. You must water it and get the strawberry. I was saying people in general. I mean, if you took people, it I was thought maybe talking about me. Yeah, I mean, I was. I'm not the people. I'm no. Jane. Yeah, Jane. Yes, thank yeah. you. It was Jane. Okay. All right, so we'll uh, touch base again in a, in a couple of weeks. Kelman on cliffcentral.com.